first thing you want to start doing is gathering up all the pertinent documents. Your wills, your trusts, social security cards, birth certificates, just things you're going to need to start to settle accounts. Make sure you have a list of all where all the accounts are, titles, how things are titled, accounts. If you're not the executor of your husband's estate, then you know obviously be working with who that norm who that is. It's normally their surviving spouse in most cases. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Thanks for joining us on the Money Night Podcast. We've got uh, a good show to start the year, one that I know Wade's really passionate about and and one that we don't really want to discuss is some a conversation we don't really care to have, but it's, it's an important one to have. And we want to help you with that process of what do you do if you lose a spouse? Because it is a huge life change. Obviously, you go through the grieving process, but then beyond that, how do you deal with the finances? So it's an important topic, and we'll have this conversation with Wade Chessman, the certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Wade, how you doing? I am doing great, Ben. How about you, man? I'm doing well. This, I know this is a topic that you're uh, personally very uh, passionate about and one that you work with clients a lot on, right? Right. Something that uh, since the beginning of my career, it's just uh, been an important part of what I've been able to do. I don't know why it happened, but it just seemed to be turned out to be a large part of our practice is working with people on the loss of a spouse, mainly widows. That's what we mainly find, but widowers as well. Yeah, so it's not the the ideal way to, to kick off 2020. This is our first episode, but it is an important topic and one that we wanted to spend some time on because you've written a, a number of articles on this topic, right? And they can people can find those on your website at chessmanwealth.com. That's correct. A uh, number of articles on just really three main articles. The one that I think we're going to focus on today is, you know, what some things to think about after your spouse dies. I wrote another article on it's called gracefully grappling, grappling with grief. That's easy for me to say. Gracefully <laughs> grappling with grief. That's just about things I've observed and people I've talked to about the grieving process. And then I wrote another article about, hey, maybe there's a time before anything happened that you can get on the same page with your spouse and just make sure you got all your ducks in a row so that when something does happen, and you know whether it's a disability or a death. That it's not such a shock, you know. Well, it'll be a shock. You can't really erase the shock, but right. you'll be more prepared. Exactly, and maybe we'll uh, we'll save kind of that topic for a, a, its own show too. I think that that's important. Yeah, I think kind it would be great. What you can do before that to get everything, everybody on the same page, and prepare yourself, and every, make sure everybody knows where accounts are and passwords, all that stuff. But you're right. Today we want to focus on. The Business of Life is, is the name of your article, Attending to Your Financial Well-Being After Your Spouse Passes. And you know, I read through this, and there's some really good information in here, and I, I want to break it down and really into the five uh, categories that you specifically laid out and what you need to handle after a spouse passes in that post-passing period. So, you know, this is, it's kind of taken into account both the grieving period and, you know, a lot of this stuff happens immediately. You know, a lot of times you don't have time to really think about it. And that's why it's important to kind of have this idea in mind because, you know, immediately after this happens, there's some things that you have to get in order. Yeah, there's definitely some things you have to get in order, but there's also lots of things that you don't have to do, right? Like sometimes uh, after a spouse dies, 
the remaining spouse might think, I, well, I, I've, I've just got to sell the house. I mean, I've just got to do it right away. That's usually not a good idea, right? You got to right. take a step back and, and fo- you know, maybe that is something you need to do, but it's not something you want to do in haste. Right. Or I've had people that have um, gone out and said, well, I need to get a new car. I just need to do it right away. I mean, no. Those kind of things are kind of what can cause issues. So it's better to take a step back and really focus on those things that are truly, as I talk about in the article, urgent and important. And some things can be pushed down the line a little bit till after you've kind of get your legs about you a little bit better. I got you. Well, let's run through them. I'm going to go through them one at a time and and, um, I'll set it up and I want you to kind of explain what each category is and then maybe, you know, a couple of notes to go along with what you should be considering for each of these. And the first one is your final arrangements. Obviously, this is the first thing you really need to take care of when a spouse passes. Right. I mean, this would obviously fall into something that has to be done right away. But again, I think what I tried to put in this article to focus on is that, you know, you don't have to do most of these things you don't have to do by yourself. You can have friends, you can have family, you can have people at your church. People will step alongside you. But yes, you do need to make final arrangements, get the death certificates, most of which can be done through your cemetery or funeral home. You don't necessarily have to do all this by yourself. But I think it goes without saying that these things have to be done. Now, this is a good plug for maybe doing some of this pre-work. Right. You know, thinking about funeral arrangements ahead of time so that when it happens, you know, people aren't scrambling to make decisions. That, that can't always be the case, but it's something to consider. Yeah, it is. And it's a, that's a really tough part of the uh, the process as well, you know, the kind of the finality of everything. But, you know, kind of once you've done that, the next part is your estate, trying to settle your estate. And this can be pretty complicated because there's a lot of pieces to this and you got to you know, gather them all together. Then you got to identify everything. You got to try to figure out where everything goes. And this is something that can be very difficult. And really, you can't rush this process, correct? Right. I mean, some of it has to be done right away. But again, even that a lot of this stuff can wait. The first thing you want to start doing is gathering up all the pertinent documents, your wills, your trust, social security card, birth certificates, just things you're going to need to start to settle accounts. Make sure you have a list of all where all the accounts are, titles, how things are titled, accounts. If you're not the executor of your husband's estate, then you know obviously be working with who that norm who that is. It's normally their surviving spouse in most cases. And so you just, I would just say, start to gather everything you need to do, locate where everything is, and then you'll be ready to contact an attorney to help you if either with probate or if you have a living trust, you know, the the next step in the process of settling that as well. You know, you talk about getting a lawyer and obviously that's an important piece, but how much does the financial advisor help out with that process, that estate process? I would say they can help out quite a bit by helping you get everything organized, by dealing with the attorney so that they aren't in the loop and you don't have to do it all by yourself. So if you have a trusted financial advisor, it definitely would help relieve the burden of having to do this all by yourself. So once that process is done, this is really where the advisor uh, and having a professional really will help you out. And, and first off, it's, it's death and survivor benefits. We're talking Social Security, insurance, uh, pensions, all of these things uh, are the next step in this process. 
Right. Life insurance, you know, the life insurance company has to be notified. And there's a, there's, there are ramifications of some of the decisions you make. For, for example, with life insurance, at least in Texas, if you, um, the money that you receive from life insurance is creditor protected. So what you don't necessarily want to do is co-mingle those funds with your other assets so that you can clearly delineate those assets and show um, that they're separate and therefore retain that creditor protection. That's just something people don't think about. Right. So the decisions you make, it may not ever matter, but they can. Uh, why not do as much as you can to protect yourself? So that's an example. It's Contacting Social Security is pretty straightforward. There's not a lot to I mean, you just contact them and you get it done mm-hmm. but there may be other decisions like pension elections and things like that that you have to really make sure you understand all the ramifications of doing so and that's where having someone a trusted friend financial advisor really comes into play right so once you have that sorted out you can kind of start to have a better idea of uh, the income that you have and, and whatever money that you you would now possess after the fact and and that's when you start to start kind of laying out your financial needs moving forward and this this can kind of be an overwhelming process i would imagine trying to figure out your accounts what all bills because you know a lot of times it's one spouse or the other pays a lot of the bills and handles a lot of money and this can be a real overwhelming process trying to figure out where everything is all the moving pieces and, and try to make sure you're checking off all the boxes Right. It can be. And especially now in our digital world, you know, a lot of times people don't even get statements in the mail. They, everything's coming electronically. So it's really important, again, going back to the before, if we can make sure that we're all on the same page as to where we can find everything. But that can be a burden just to understand where everything is and understand how to get access to it, make sure that you can find everything. Uh, this This would probably fall into our more important urgent category to really get a handle on where everything is i mean i've had had people who's had had their water turned off because they just weren't used to doing that type of thing and they just you know didn't know where to find things so definitely um the important part of the process is understanding where all your accounts are and making sure you have access to them and then after that, I think, is uh, is the part where you come into play a lot and, the, and one where you need to sit down with an advisor. And that's trying to figure out your long-term plan. Now that kind of the dust has settled a little bit, you've done, you've gotten through the grieving process, you've kind of gotten a lot of your financial pieces organized and in place. And now it's, all right, let's look ahead and, and let's try to plan for myself as an individual. Because a lot changes when you're planning for an individual rather than a couple. Exactly. And this is a really important part. I will say that a lot of times we'll sit down with a new widow. We'll do a lot of planning. And you know what? It's okay a few months later if we have to go back and revisit the whole thing and review it just because a lot of times it's such a difficult time that it maybe it doesn't sink in the first time just because there's so many going on. That's okay. Yeah. You know, don't worry about that. You know, it's your future that we're dealing with here. So it's okay to take as much time as you need but it is important to sit down and start thinking about what kind of decisions will have to be made do i need to sell my house can i stay in my house do i need to get a job can i afford not to have a job what kind of spending can i do i need to rethink my estate plan now that you know it's just me so there are a lot of things that need to be thought through not all of them at once and it's something that can definitely be revisited many times but it's an important part of how you decide to allocate things the decisions you make 
again, not, not, these don't necessarily have to happen. I, I would call this an, an important but ne- not necessarily urgent thing. It's something that can happen as a little bit time goes on. But certainly important. Put it all together. Make sure you have a plan going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And these are all uh, great steps and, and kind of a great guideline. And I think even after that and beyond that a little bit is if, you know, if you are considering getting into another relationship at some point down the road, uh, there's another, that's another conversation you have to have right on, on what to do with your assets, how to handle that if you do decide maybe to get remarried at, at some point. Yeah, I mean, that's further down the road, but certainly you want to be thinking about that as you as time goes on. But I would say that's probably not in the forefront of most people's mind right. after this. It's more about dealing with the immediate concerns. I mean, that I think that's the whole issue is a lot of the stuff that people think you need, tell you you need to do right away. You may not, but there may be some things that you do need to do that maybe you just aren't excited about, like sitting down and talking about your long-term planning. It's yeah. maybe difficult, but it is important. Yeah, and, and don't try to do it all on your own either um, because you, you're dealing with so much as it is that you know it's important to have people around you, family, friends, and you know if you have an advisor, uh, somebody that you can rely on and lean on to help you uh, kind of lead you through this process too because it's easy to kind of for, be forgetful uh, and overlook things and overlook some of the, the details that you need to be paying attention to. So uh, this is a good list to go off of. And you know, I recommend you, you visit uh, Wade's website, chessmanwealth.com. There's a ton of resources on the website as it is, uh, but these articles, this one is the business of life, attending to your financial well-being after your spouse passes. Also a couple other articles, gracefully grappling with grief, uh, personally and Good financially. Right. I did, first time. How about that? And then That's on the good. same page, a meeting of minds, a gathering of key information. There's some all very, really, really good information in there and uh, can benefit you. And that's all there on the website. So, very good and information. Ben, you know what else? I, would, I wanted to say one other thing. Yeah, go ahead. Is that if you're going to work with a financial advisor, find one that has experience in dealing with these issues because, you know, you're, you're coming in, you're having all these issues, and you, this is the first time you've ever seen them. This will be the, 50th time that I've seen these. It's the same issues, maybe with some nuances, but it's the same thing we see them over and over and over again so that we, we're we not having to reinvent the wheel here. It's the power of having that specialty as you're working with someone. You want to find someone that has experience in dealing with the types of things that you're doing. You don't want someone that's reinventing the wheel just for your case. I mean, we've seen these issues over and over and over again, so we're well-equipped to help people that are going through these types of things. So wherever you find, find someone that you feel like has experience and knowledge that doesn't have to kind of reinvent everything, but can just use the knowledge they've already used with past folks in the past. And that's, we've definitely done that. So I think it's important just to point that out. No, I think that's great. The last thing you want to do is be worrying about whether or not uh, your advisor is taking care of everything or following up with them because they're not getting everything done that you think they're getting done or that, you know, they're missing some stuff. That's the last thing you want to be concerned with. You want to know that whoever you're working with is is on top of everything and has been down that road before. And I think that's a good point to point out. So exactly. thanks for that, Wade. Um, well, a good conversation, an important topic and one that you work with people a lot on. So again, if you, you know, if you want to have this this conversation, you want to get things in order, 
I, re- I would recommend highly reaching out to Wade and his team at Chessman Wealth Strategies. You can call them at 214-572-2120 online, as I mentioned, chessmanwealth.com. They have that office over there on Rambler Road and, and service a lot of clients around the Dallas area, but also nationwide. So if this is something that is on your mind uh, or you know you have to work with somebody uh, to get through this difficult time in your life, uh, Wade is, is somebody that you can rely on for that. So thanks for that conversation, Wade. And, and I'll point everybody to the, your website for more uh, on this topic. And and uh, they can do that at chessmanwealth.com. So that'll wrap up the first episode of 2020. And I think it's an important one. We got uh, a great year ahead of us and I'm looking forward to it, Wade. Me too, man. That'll do it for us here on the Monday Night Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts and you have the next one delivered right to your inbox. So for Wade, I am Ben. Thank you for listening to the Monday Night Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Carson Partners, a division of CWM LLC, is a nationwide partnership of advisors. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.